and my husband goes, what's wrong? And I said, I just got touched. He goes, you too? And I'm like, where did you get touched? He goes, someone was tapping the back of my head. <laughs> and I was like, really? And he's all, yeah. And so we were both like, what's going on? That's crazy. <laughs> Meanwhile, let me pass on the good word about the new Wonky Times. Hey Brian, how are you doing? Uh, I'm fine. I feel like I don't ask you that enough. How are you really doing? For an android, I'm doing pretty good. Why are you concerned? Well, I'm practicing self-love, Brian. This is the new me. <laughs> I'm working on my confidence. Being nice to myself. Being true, dude. Is this an after-school special? <laughs> Do you even know what that means? Also, this is good I'm doing this. I'm trusting the process, Brian. Do you trust politicians? <laughs> uh, I don't, uh, huh? Well, here's a strange story out of Argentina. Workers at a polling station believe that they were visited by a ghost because a woman entered a room to vote and then vanished moments later. Ooh, that's weird. You know, I actually read about this online. The uh, older woman presented them with an identification card and then was ushered into a classroom to vote. The weird thing is that she never came out. Maybe she needs to be more honest with herself. <laughs> well, the workers there waited for the lady to come out, and she never did. They even got the on-site army personnel to intervene to try and figure out where the heck she was or what was going on. The strangest part yet, the lady's identification card also went missing. Ooh. Maybe this woman's disappearance could have been magic. Hmm. Or perhaps she was a witch. I heard that the others involved think she was the spirit of a former resident, attempting to perform her civic duty from beyond the grave. No way! And you know what, Brian? This is why I don't like politics. Aww. Oh, but you know, speaking of ghosts, I recently chatted with Becky McKitty Giddison. She was born and raised in Toledo, Ohio. Holy Toledo. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, she grew up in a haunted house with her mother grandparents and aunt and she was always very aware that there was you know quote more out there i've seen these t-rex fingers before i was throwing up some air quotes brian it looks very primal to me but anyway one day as she was flipping channels on the tv she came across the show ghost hunters she became an instant fan and you know from there everything just kind of fell into her lap it's pretty cool she ended up buying a tucson ghost tour in tucson arizona in 2013 started her own company called tucson ghost company and she's even got a non-profit investigational team named Tucson Ghost Society. That's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Plus, she's got a podcast. Becky is a very busy person. Yeah, it's called Everything Under the Moon. Oh, and she's a really huge Disney fan. Like Minnie and Mickey Mouse. <laughs> You're, uh, close. Like Minnie and Mickey Mouse. Yep, there it is. And Pluto and Goofy and even Donald. <laughs> okay, anyways, here, Brian, listen to this conversation. It's pretty good. Check it out. What led you to work with the paranormal? Why were you interested in this? Um, I was basically interested in the paranormal because I grew up around it. I was raised in a haunted house. And then as an adult, I lived in a uh, haunted apartment. And these were both back in Toledo, Ohio. So oh. that kind of opened me up to experiences in my entire life. I would go places and see and feel things that others wouldn't. So that kind of just got me going. But back then, you were told not to really talk about it and, you know, hush, hush. Um, so it took a while for me to actually feel comfortable working with it and talking about it. 
so you grew up in a house that was haunted and then you moved into an apartment that ended up being haunted do you think it like uh, attracts to certain people or just is this is it that some people just can't aren't noticing it you know what i mean like yeah i think some people don't notice it um good example when i lived in the apartment i was in my 20s and i was married to my ex-husband and he never noticed anything like nothing i was like i kept telling him something's wrong that this place is haunted something's weird here he kept going you're crazy you're weird um and it wasn't until i had my first major experience where the picture actually like flipped on the wall so you could actually see like the hooks that you hang the picture on facing out wow and i picked up because it broke the picture of course and i picked up the glass and everything and i threw that away because i had a child and i didn't want them you know cutting themselves but i left the picture on the wall and my husband came home from work or my ex-husband i should say came home from work at that time and i was like if this place isn't haunted explain that and he looked at the picture frame and he saw that it was flipped and he goes well why did you flip it i'm like i didn't touch it and even after that he still wouldn't admit it was haunted so there's just certain people that they don't want to admit it or they don't want to recognize it or they just ignore it and they try to make sense out of it in another way and try to explain it away that's what always happens in movies you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> um there's always one skeptic in the group um i i don't know if i lived in a haunted house when i was younger but one time i woke up and there was a giant like white figure in the hallway and it looked like our dog but i'm pretty sure it wasn't the dog but we just blamed it on our dog because he was a big white dog but it freaked me out so much that I woke everyone up and, and I don't know, I wish I remembered more of that. I was probably like eight years old or so, but I've always been kind of a chicken when it comes to anything scary, you know. Has anything like totally unexpected happened during a ghost tour? Because you, you host ghost tours in Tucson, Arizona. Um, what's like one of the craziest moments you've had during that tour? Well, the walking tour I did, this one really sticks out in my mind. I mean, I've had a lot of experiences, but this one sticks out because I find it hilarious. Uh, there is certain areas that we go on the walking tour and I was training someone to do the walking tour because I don't usually do that one. I do the ghost hunts. I don't usually do the walking tour. And so I was in training with someone and so they were doing the actual tour. So I was just kind of standing off to the side and I was leaning against like a railing. And I'm standing there and I'm listening to make sure that she's doing okay and that she's comfortable. And as I'm standing against the railing, I get pinched on my butt, like really hard. And I'm assuming it's my husband. And I turn around to yell at my husband, Will. I'm like, Will, why did you do that? And he's not there. And everyone's looking at me because they see me like jerk around and they're like giving me this confused look. And I'm like, did my husband just take off running? And they're like, no, he hasn't been near you. And I was like, seriously? And they're like, yeah, he's been nowhere near you. And I'm like, I just got pinched on my butt. And everyone's like, oh, you know, they're all like in shock and everything. And they knew I wasn't lying because I had that look of like, what the hell, you know? <laughs> um, but that really sticks out because of the fact that it was so unexpected. And I went to blame my husband and it wasn't him. And uh, it was just hilarious because everyone was just like all excited. And I think everyone went to try to stand there to see if they could get pinched too. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask if anyone else got pinched. Yeah, everyone's that. like, oh, let me try standing there. You know, no yeah. one else did, though, but <laughs> it was funny. <laughs>
What what kind of a building was this? Where was I this? I remember exactly where it was. Um, it was outside of the TEP building in downtown Tucson because that used to be the Santa Rita. Hmm. And the Santa Rita had all kinds of stories and ghostly haunts there. And I've heard rumors, I can't confirm this because I've never investigated, but I heard rumors that the TEP building is still haunted with some of those haunts. So hmm. with me getting pinched out there, I don't know if it followed me from another location or if it was from that location, but there is definitely something there that decided to pinch me. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard once that like a house or a building can be haunted and it's not necessarily because someone died there or uh, you know something terrible that person used to live there before a uh, ghost can just kind of come into a space right and just decide to move in just like how we move in to right. places. yeah yeah at some of the times it could be because of something that was there previously so mm -hmm. like with the TEP, uh, the TEP building it used to be Santa Rita and so some of them decided to stay there um, sometimes you know like I said it's the land it's something that was there previously something can happen nearby and so a spirit will roam to the nearest place they can find sometimes um so if you have like a tragic accident at your corner uh you might get that you know spirit coming in i'm not saying all the time don't freak out if you've had a tragedy near you and think oh no i'm gonna be haunted now no this is just some of the cases it's not something that happens all the time and then they can go to places like they enjoy you know if you went to a certain location like before we went on air we talked about disneyland um maybe that's why disneyland gets so haunted you know people enjoyed it their spirits decide that they want to go back there i i would probably go back there as a ghost i don't know but uh <laughs> it, it, it varies you know and i know for a you know instant uh we get spirits here at my house and my house isn't haunted but sometimes they follow me sometimes they pass through uh i i can't explain why they come to my house but it happens so it's not because there is a you know someone that died there there's so many things that revolve around it and so many things that can cause a haunting so when you go to investigate you can't assume oh somebody died here that's why it's haunted you, we were talking about like houses and buildings and being haunted do you believe that like say a doll can be haunted or like some kind of toy have you ever yes. experienced anything like that yeah you can definitely get what is called the object attachment mm -hmm. so the spirit will go with that particular object I have had haunted objects, um, so I know this to be true. And you know, and they don't always have to be bad spirits. I know that's like a major thing, but some of these just get attached to an item and stay with that item. And sometimes they'll stay with them forever. And sometimes I guess they just want it to be, I I've heard of cases that I haven't experienced this, but I've heard of cases to where like the family will sell something and the spirit gets upset that the family sold it. And so they continue to haunt it until it's given back to the family. Wow. So there can be, you know, situations like that. Oregon, they can just use it as a vessel, a vessel and stay with it, you know, all the time. So it varies. But don't freak out and stop buying antiques. They're not all haunted. So <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to throw it all my, my dolls in the house that I have. I don't really have any. I, I've heard people say that all the time when they find out about object attachments. They're like, we're not antique shopping anymore. Or we're not. But I'm like, it doesn't happen all the time. Don't worry. It's just. <laughs> It's those rare occasions. Don't freak out over it. <laughs> like I wear a hat every day. I wonder if I if I were to buy a used hat, would that could that <laughs> you think there could be anything attached to that? Probably that, not. That that would be a very rare case. I would highly doubt it. <laughs> 
you know, once I lived in this house, it had this long hallway. There were uh, there was a room on each end, and at night the light would turn on in the other room that I wasn't in. And then by the time I'd wake up and see that it's on, I'd walk towards it, and then it would it would turn off. Oh, that's cool. Part of me thinks it was like a kid ghost or something. Like like I feel like those like someone just kind of messing with me or I don't know. It's not doing anything scary. It's just kind of like All right. Yeah, and, uh, and a lot of times that's what it is. It's not trying to scare you it's just trying to let you know hey i'm here you know pay attention to me or what have you and some of them actually can be helpful and some of them can actually be nice um i i don't know if you were scared of, of the dark maybe when you were a kid so maybe that light went on to help you i yeah. don't know um i know my kid um my two girls now that are still left at home will still go with me to investigations and things and my youngest I remember one time when we were at La Cucina, it was really dark and she had made the comment, it's really dark in here. I just out in the open, she just said it. And the next thing we knew, one of the flashlights turned on. Mm -hmm. But one of the spirits were like, oh, you know, ba Bailey doesn't want to be in the dark. So they turned on the flashlight for her. So I don't know if that could have been the case for you, but maybe they were trying to be helpful. You never know. Probably. I was afraid of the dark when I was a kid and I probably still am sometimes. So, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm. A uh, chicken when it comes to this kind of stuff. I didn't start watching like horror films until like my mid twenties. But now I like them. I'm I'm brave now. You know I don't know what. Well, that that could have been it. You may have had a you know spirit that knew you didn't like the dark, so they didn't <laughs> want to scare you by turning on your light. So they turned on a light close to you, so you had some light. That's nice. Yeah. It's nice so to think about all... it like that. <laughs> yeah. You um, gotta look at it from that point of view. So. Are you afraid of anything? Like, is there anything that scares you? <laughs> um, when it comes to the paranormal, not really. When it comes to investigating, yes. Uh, when I go to investigations, the thing that scares me the most, in all honesty, is what kind of bugs we're going to run into. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. It's dark, right? In a lot it's of these places. Dark. It's dark, yeah. you know, because we investigate in pitch blackness you know it gets as dark as possible basically and so there are locations we go to that are outdoors or in rundown buildings or things like that and i'm constantly like there's some locations that i refuse to turn my flashlight off because i'm like i i want to see what's crawling by me <laughs> i'm like that's what scares me the most either that or having like humans come in it's like the, the real people and the bugs are <laughs> <laughs> well it's like in in tucson we have those giant um what are those black beetles they're like oh i know i hate those things yes. or like june bugs yes june, I, I, I was at a bar last week and the june bugs were flying like around like you know going crazy and they, they're not the best flyers they come and they hit you in the head you know oh i know i hate That's... that i hate that i had a team meeting a couple of weeks ago and we had to move it outside and they were flying around and one like came like an inch from my head and I'm like, ah, get it away, get it away. <laughs> and my whole team is like laughing at me and I'm like, just get the bugs away from me. And I'm like hiding behind people. I'm like, get them away. That's and funny. Everyone, everyone finds it hilarious because I hear a loud noise or I hear voices and I go towards that, but there's a bug coming towards me. I'm going the opposite <laughs> direction. Wonky Times will be right back after this short commercial break. When Polly came into my life, I had no idea how much I needed the level of companionship that a dog provides. She lights up my life. 
And now, thanks to Matt Turner and Wonky Pet Portraits, I have this incredible painting of her that celebrates the fun, cool, confident gal that she is. Everyone should have a chance to see their pet through Matt's eyes. So what are you waiting for? Head over to wonkypetportraits.com to turn your pet companion into a real work of art. When was the last time you had an experience that like made the hairs rise on your arms or on your neck, you know, or, or that really, if it didn't scare you, something that really scared everyone else on the tour? Uh, people scare easily, to be honest with you. <laughs> so something that I think is cool, other people are like running from. Um, hmm. I, I can say that I don't get scared by it, but I get shocked. You know, it, it's like when, you know, someone comes up and grabs you on your back and you're not expecting it. So it makes you jump or curse or whatever it is that you do. It, it doesn't necessarily scare you. You just didn't expect it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's basically what I experienced the most. Um, we just recently had the Tucson Paracon. And while we were there, I do remember I was sitting down in the theater and I thought one of my team members um, spouse was trying to talk to me. And because I heard something in my ear and I turned and I looked and she was kind of a few seats back. And so I was like, did you just say something? <laughs> and she goes, no. And I was like, okay, that was a little weird. And I did kind of have that cold spot at the time. Um, other people would have probably gotten scared and been like, what the hell? And, you know, wanted to run out. Uh, to me, it's it's not scary. It's just shocking. And after I realized, okay, that's something I can't explain, I actually get excited by it. I don't get scared by it. Um, I have had things happen to where people like saw the shadows and stuff and they freak out going, oh my God, there was a shadow. And I'm like, yeah, that was cool. And they're like, no, that wasn't. <laughs> it's so funny though, because these people pay to come on these investigations and then some of them get scared when this activity does happen. So I always kind of find that interesting because I'm like, you pay to be here. You want to have that experience, but then when you get it, you're like freaking out. It, people are weird, right? <laughs> like each their own. I don't care. You're your prerogative type thing. <laughs> it's like I don't think there's any other like species on the planet that would pay. I mean, obviously we're the only ones who have money, but like yeah. <laughs> we're the ones that would pay to get scared, you know, <laughs> to like get stressed out. Yeah, and we do every Halloween, especially. You know, everyone goes to those haunted houses and yeah. everything. And I don't even do those, but. <laughs> I get I get so much anxiety inside haunted houses. Like mm -hmm. I I know it's not real, but I don't know. It just stresses me out. I want to run. You know, I'm like scaring them because I'm sc screaming. You know? <laughs> yeah, I actually don't do fake haunted houses. I don't do that Halloween stuff, which is really yeah. funny. And I get made fun of it a lot because I will investigate those locations, and so I always get made fun of. They're like, okay. Because I always ask, you know, is everything turned off and all that stuff? And they're like, it's not going to jump out at you. Only the ghost. I'm like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was on a, I, I took a tour in New Orleans, Louisiana, and that's supposed to be a pretty haunted, I don't know if you want to say haunted, but there's a lot of history there. And it was fun. You know, we went to different restaurants and they would tell us the history of it. Like this happened, you know, hundred years ago, this was 50 years ago. And then like the very last um stop it's like this happened two weeks ago you know someone oh, wow. <laughs> and it's already like being haunted it's pretty crazy how that how that works and you were saying we all had this idea of like of what ghosts are because of movies and like tv shows has any movie or tv show like represented how it really is i would say <laughs> that the closest to reality would be the show ghost hunters 
Um, that's basically the first paranormal show I ever saw, which made me realize that people do talk about this. Mm -hmm. And I loved how they started off with not even wanting to call places haunted. They were like so picky about it. And of course, you know, they got a little bit more relaxed throughout the years, but I would still say that there is more reality based than other ones. But even with theirs, which I love, I, I've met a lot of the crew of Ghost Hunters and I've talked to a lot of them. I love them all. They're great people. But even with theirs, they will admit themselves that it's not like real time. Because in real time, you are there for hours and hours and hours. And on TV, it's, oh, that's the exciting part. That's the funny part. We're cutting to that and we're showing that. So unfortunately, when people go on these investigations, they don't stop to realize, okay, these people are at a location for like 18 hours or whatever it is. And, you know, they're only showing a half an hour of it. Right. So there's a lot of times where you're sitting in the dark, almost falling asleep because nothing's happening. <laughs> <laughs> you might catch, you know, a few of your team members snoring away or something. Um, so I would say Ghost Hunters is the closest to reality, but nothing is right on because of the fact that they don't show the downtime and the boring parts of it. Right. I saw a movie yesterday, actually. It's called Talk to Me is what it's called. Have you heard of this movie? No, I haven't. <laughs> it's based in Australia and it's these, these teenagers. They have this like hand. It's like a ceramic hand. And if you hold it, and you say, talk to me, a spirit or ghost on the other end will be in front of you. And then the ghost goes inside their body and like, it's a really neat concept. Yeah, I wouldn't mess with that though. But yeah, stuff <laughs> like, like they were having fun with it, you know? And like, of course something bad happens, but I won't tell you that you, way you could watch it. But do you have any like favorite horror movies? Or do you have some go-tos during Halloween season? I, I actually don't do horror movies. That's not <laughs> my thing. I don't do that. So I don't have a favorite one because mm -hmm. I don't do that. Cool. Um, unless you want to call Disney's Haunted Mansion a horror thing. Yeah, that's about it. There's, there's <laughs> a new movie, right? I, I liked it. It's been getting mixed reviews, but I'm a huge Haunted Mansion fan. And so mm. I loved it. So, you know, my favorite part about that is when you don't know if the, well, obviously the, we're going down, but they say, are you yeah. going down or, or, you know, you probably know what they say, right? Right. Yeah. The stretching uh, elevator with the stretching. Yeah. If I remember straight, Disneyland's is an actual elevator. I, I believe Disneyland's is. Mm. Um, the one at Disney World isn't. Oh. Um, because we went, uh, Disneyland had been closed for like two years for COVID. And so I missed out of a year of Disney and I was getting very um, homesick for Disney. And so we went to the one in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, and so they were still in their COVID practices though, because this was in 21. So they didn't have any of the pre-shows at all, none of them. Mm -hmm. And so for the Haunted Mansion in Disney World, they had the elevator stretched out and you just walk through it. Oh. So it's not an actual <laughs> elevator. <laughs> I was like, what? That like totally ruined it for me. <laughs> I was like, cause they just had the room stretched out and you walked directly right through the elevator. And I was like, that kind of ruined this for me. <laughs> Thanks Disney. <laughs> since, since you are a big Disney fan, is there anything haunted about Disneyland? Like, like I'm, there, I'm sure there is. Uh, yes, I've actually had paranormal experiences at Disneyland. Really? Where? where which? Uh... At the Big Thunder Railroad, that roller coaster. Mm -hmm. uh, we, both my husband and I, had experiences on that ride. It was so funny, actually, because we did. Um, I think it was a Valentine's Day trip uh, by ourselves, no kids, and we went to the Queen Mary first, and we spent one night on the Queen Mary, and then we did two days at Disneyland. 
And so we were going to the Queen Mary to look for a ghost. And, and we had a couple experiences, but not too many. And we went to Disneyland and had our ghostly experience. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, but we were on Big Thunder. And for those that don't know the ride, there's like a cart of four people. So you got two and then two, and then you have like this gap and then the other cart. Well, that gap is big enough to where no one can reach you. We were in like one of the back seats. And so there is like no one directly behind us. And I got tapped on my shoulder and I'm like, oh, someone probably went to grab the bar, accidentally touched me, no big deal. Mm -hmm. But then I got tapped again. So I turned around and looked, and that's when I realized, wait, I'm in a back seat. There's no way anyone can touch me. <laughs> and so I'm like looking and I'm like, okay, that's weird. And my husband goes, what's wrong? And I said, I just got touched. He goes, you too? And I'm like, where did you get touched? He goes, someone was tapping the back of my head. <laughs> and I was like, really? And he's all, yeah. And so we were both like, what's going on? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was up that first hill. Uh -huh. that you go through like that cave and everything right and we just we were both like in awe because we were like there's no way anyone could touch us and we both got touched mm -hmm. and it was really funny because later on um when i got on social media and i kind of made that comment i think it was in a disneyland group or something and i said where that was i had a cast member email me privately and goes can you tell me where it was and i told them and they're like yeah that's where all the cast members will see the shadows and everything wow. and he's, it's really haunted but the cast members at disneyland aren't allowed to publicly talk about the ghost is the haunted mansion haunted <laughs> i've heard so yes there's supposed to be i think a little boy there oh. that he'll ride with people when they don't have a ride partner or something does he show up in the middle you know, like during this. Uh, yeah, the ghost will follow you home. He's yeah. one of them. Now, you know what disappointed me? <laughs> I was at Disneyland in June, and in that last section of the Haunted Mansion, mm. um, they didn't have a ghost follow you home. They had it blocked off. Wow. My favorite part. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of that club at Disneyland next to Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh, Club you know, we're, we're going off topic here, but we're both yeah, Disney club, fans. So. Club 33, I believe, is what it's called. Have you if been I'm, in there? No, I wish. Oh, I wish. It's I don't have that like kind a, of money. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a, a pricey membership, I'm sure, to go. Yeah, there. and like a waiting list from what I hear. Oh, wow. The other one that's supposed to be really haunted is Walt's apartment. Oh, okay. I've not been able to get in there. I keep wanting to do, there's certain tours that you can do to get into it. And I keep wanting to do one of those tours, but they're so expensive. Yeah. And so when I go with my kids, I just can't afford to take all of us in there. So I'm like, one of these days, my husband and I are going to sneak off by ourselves and we're going to do that tour. <laughs> <laughs> and Walt's apartment's right above the fire station, right? With the lamp that's yeah. on. Okay. Yeah. And then they say that they keep that light on in remembrance of Walt. But the haunted story is anytime they turn it off, Walt turns it back on. That's so, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it, you know. Yeah. Well, he spent most of, you know, his time there. So, yeah, definitely. That was his baby, so to say. Is there a current ghost tour? And probably not in Disneyland, right? Because they don't want people to know that things are. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. You know but, what I've heard, though, is I heard that this October they're going to do ghost tours as part of their Halloween thing. Now, I don't know if they're going to be real ghost stories or how much of a ghost tour it's actually going to be, but I'm curious and I'm like, I don't have the money to go back right now. So if anyone right. does those Disneyland ghost tours this year, you got to let me know if it's for real, if it's just like, you know, spooky, like little like 
we're going to take you to the haunted mansion now or something. I, I don't know how their ghost tour is going to go, but I'm really curious to what it's going to be. You know, speaking of ghost tours, what's what's coming up for Tucson ghost tours? I imagine you guys are busy in October. Yeah, that's my busy time of year. Um, this year it started earlier though. Uh, like we have a public event on September 9th, which is going to be out at Mescal movie set. Uh, we've worked with them in the past. It, it used to be a part of Old Tucson out here, um, but they kind of separated them. And so if I remember straight, some people from Old Tucson are the ones that bought the movie set. Hmm. And they are haunted out there. And we're going to do a ghost hunt with them out there, help them raise some money because they've been rebuilding and restoring it for the past couple of years. So we got that one on September 9th. Back up a little bit. We're going to do Tucson Comic Con on Labor Day weekend, we have a panel on Sunday at 11.20 in the morning. We have our panel with Tucson Ghost Society. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we got that on the 3rd, the event on the 9th, and then it hasn't been officially announced yet. So I'm hoping I'm not like cursing myself, but October 14th, <laughs> we're supposed to be doing a ghost event with the Historical Society. And we worked with them last year and it was wonderful. And we're supposed to be working with them again. And then I have my regular tours that are opening up next month again, and my ghost hunts, and they're gonna run once a week. And they'll run once a week up until the end of October. And then they will go back to just being monthly. But we do close during the summer. It's just too hot to try to do anything mm -hmm. from about June to August out here. Nobody wants to walk around in the heat. <laughs> hey, you might lose some some people on the tour, you know? Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to make more <laughs> ghosts because of the heat. Um, so we always do close down during the summer. And then for September to October, we run weekly and then we go monthly. So I noticed you have a, an event on the 14th of October. Did you? So Friday the 13th is in October. Do you believe, yes. are you superstitious about Friday the 13th or? I've done ghost hunts and investigations on the 13th. It doesn't really seem to pick up anything. Um, I think that's just from the movies, you know, everyone right. thinks Friday the 13th. Um, I'm thankful for it though, because my tours usually get really put, uh, booked on that day. I have a ghost tour that day. Mm -hmm. And uh, so people are booking it and I'm thankful for that. Will anything happen? We can't ever guarantee that anything's going to happen on a tour, but people have had weird things happen on the walking tour. So maybe Friday the 13th will kick something up. Maybe full moons will kick something up. You never know. Go and see. <laughs> I think the only thing I've ever done on Friday the 13th is uh, I got a tattoo once, you know, because tattoo shops. Yeah, I do the $13. And then I usually watch the Jason Voorhees movies, you know, just to... <laughs> Our team, the Tucson Ghost Society, always does free investigations. We never charge, and we do businesses and residentials alike. So uh, we never charge, and we're very scientific, and we're not going to go in there and destroy anything or disrespect anything or run out of the building yelling ghost or demon or anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I saw that on your website, actually. It said never pay for a paranormal investigation because you can't guarantee. Guarantee, yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. There, there are teams out there that will try to charge. So, mm -hmm. and they, they give fake evidence or they freak out the clients. And I'm so against that. That's like one thing I preach about all the time is never do that and know your team because mm -hmm. there are some teams that they're not really teams. It's like one person that loves to do things. So he'll like go grab friends and be like, come with me on this. And they're not trained and they don't know what they're doing. So always know who your team is too. That's something that's really important because I've known of people that are like, oh, I love doing this. And they'll be like, 
I'll see them advertise, oh, I got an investigation coming up. Who wants to go with me? And they just take people with them that aren't trained. It's like, you're not helping people when you do that. So always be careful. That's like one of those main things is always be careful. And then investigators need to be careful too. We had a sex uh, offender like contact us and wanting us to do a case. And this is why we research our clients. Right. You know, the clients need to research you, but you also need to research your clients because you're not going into a trap. You know? Yeah. And we were an all female team at one point in time. And this guy, we looked him up and he had been arrested for, you know, sexual assault and all that stuff. And we're like, yeah, we're not going to your house. Right. <laughs> we're an all female team. We're not doing that. No. Yeah. <laughs> my last question is, is there anything that cool I can do with my phone, my, my iPhone, like to see ghosts or hear ghosts. I know there's like applications you can download, but I don't know if those are real. Um, can I put um, a filter on my lens to see anything? <laughs> you know, in all honesty, I don't trust those apps on your phone at all. Um, as most of us know, apps listen to you. So does, you know, right. the computer, anything you look up, anything you say, this stuff is listening to you. It's not made up people. This is the truth. Um, so I don't trust those apps because of the fact that they, you know, have the knowledge of what you've been Googling and things like that. So they will spit out stuff that they know that you're into. Um, and paranormal equipment though is the same. It's not all reliable. It, it's there to help you discover things and help you determine things, but you have to have an understanding of your equipment and things you're using. So you know when it's giving off false readings right. because we have equipment that does that. And we have to know that, oh, okay, we're by this and that's why it's going off. That way we don't call it paranormal. Um, the best piece of equipment, in all honesty, I would say is your recorder. Having a recorder, because that's where you're going to catch your EVPs. And that's the best thing you can do. I really enjoyed her spooky storytelling. Yeah. Becky, thank you for stopping by Wonky Times headquarters. Yeah, and everyone listening, be sure to follow her and the ghost adventures that she partakes in, you know, by visiting tucsonghostcompany.com she's also on instagram at tucson ghost company underscore society and on facebook at tucson ghost company l l c <laughs> thanks brian yeah it's tucson ghost company llc but uh, yeah we'll have becky's info in the info section of this podcast so go check it out yeah check it out and on that note robo brian let's end this episode yeah, so whoever's listening, I want to remind you that we have a Wonky Times hotline. That phone number is 520-477-1942. We're not going to answer it, but leave us a voicemail and we'll, we'll likely play it on the next episode. Plus, if you have seen anything strange, we would love to hear about it. Email us at getwonky at wonkytimes.com for a chance to be featured in an upcoming episode of the Wonky Times podcast. Well, that's it. Thanks for getting wonky with us, everybody. It's time for Matt and Robo Brian to get the heck out of here. Oh.